Beautiful souls, do you have a prayer request or want us to send you healing energy today? Would you like us to be praying for your friend or loved one? If this is you, go to worldslargestprayernetwork.com to submit your prayer request. And while you're there, please sign up to join our team of prayer warriors. The angels say prayer not only opens you to miracles, raises your vibration, and helps you heal, but the more you pray, the more God's presence is felt on earth. Feel your angels' love as they surround you right now, and listen for the positive, loving messages your angels intended specifically for you in today's episode. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to the Angels and Awakening podcast. I'm your host and author, Julie Jancis. Today, we have a very special guest. Her name is Dina, and um, she is here to talk about her angel stories. Dina, welcome to the show. Hi, Julie. Thanks for having me. Of course. So I'm going to have you dive in and take it away and share your first angel story. Okay. So I'll give you a little preface. Um, I come from a family where my mom and my aunt were totally into spirituality. We always talked about the other side and had psychics come over and had a ball with getting people together. So it was always in my orbit. And so we always used to joke around and say, you know, hey, make sure you give us a sign when you go. Like, how do you come back and, and let us know you're okay? And we were very much into it. So it was something that my sisters and I all grew up with. And so my mom um, was really an amazing person. I mean, she just really lit up a room when she was in there. And she died suddenly in 2001. She had breast cancer and then she got leukemia. And it was very, very sudden um, considering she had kind of gone through this treatment, everything was given. Okay. So we were all very just, I mean, shocked, devastated, you know, the whole thing. And so we literally were like, okay, mom, this is your time. Now you need to like, let us know everything's okay. So the first story I'll share with you is um, the first Christmas. So the first Christmas after my mom died, she died in um, April and this was December. We were all getting together for our first Christmas. And you know, Christmases, first Christmases are really tough. So my mom, um, my sisters and I were like, oh, we just, we just need a sign from mom. We just need a sign from mom. So uh, we all drove into my sister's house in Columbus. And so before Christmas, my, I thought I'd do something really nice. And I thought I got this beautiful picture of my mom framed and I was going to give it to each of my sisters, you know, as we were like having drinks on Christmas Eve. And I played with this picture. I went through pictures. I worked with this picture. I put it in frames. I was always handling it. And my sister said, oh, what's the sign? We have to ask mom for a sign. And I said, well, as one of us said, my mother used to always get these albino deers, white deers in her yard and always talked about it. And she's like, oh, the deers are there. The deers, the deers are there. So my sisters and I said, hey, let's do, let's ask her for a white deer. And I'm like, Okay. <laughs> and so we joked around like, okay, there's going to be a white deer crashing through the window. Or like we joked around about it and we left it at that. So Christmas Eve comes, we all travel into my sister's house in Columbus and we're standing around the kitchen Island having cocktails. And I bring out the boxes 
And I said, okay, I got you guys all something just special. And so they're all opening the picture, right? And it's a picture of my mom. And they're like, oh my God, we love this picture of mom. We love this picture of mom. Then all of a sudden, I don't know who, somebody said, oh my God, Dina, did you know the white deer? And I'm like, what? I'm looking out the windows. It was in the picture the whole time. Do you see in the bottom of the picture? It's it's a white deer. It is oh, a holiday picture. Oh my gosh. Yes. And Julie, I never saw it. I never saw it. Never ah. saw it. But it was down there. And we were like, we all got chills. And we were like, okay, mom's here. Like it was such a sign. Like I never saw that deer. I never saw it. And I must have handled that picture a hundred times until we are all together. And then we saw it. And wow. to me, that's a huge sign. That is a huge sign. Yeah. The yeah. deer came in the picture that you were delivering as a Christmas present to all of your family yeah. members. Yeah. It's and incredible. I never saw it before. Never saw it before. Wow. Isn't that cool? It is. It's yeah. so cool. And it's so, it's so hurt, right? Like to be like, it is because I brought her through before and she's yes. very, very crystal clear when she yes. comes through. Yeah, she is. She's very, very clear. So she's and she's always around us. Yeah. Um. So that was our first kind of story with my mom. And then the the other one kind of goes back to right after she passed. So we went to the funeral home. We all went back to my sister's house. Um. So there's four girls. So it was all four of us, our spouses, all the kids, you know, we're all in the house. We get back to the house and we're all just drained from everything. And my sister, Cassie goes upstairs and she takes my niece, Olivia, who's now 21, takes her upstairs. She's two at the time, I believe. And Olivia is tired. So she puts her in bed, puts cartoons on. She's like, Olivia, you lay there, go to sleep. I'm going to get a shower. So my sister goes in the shower and she's in the shower and, and she looks out and Olivia's like falling asleep. Like her eyes are closing. She's, she's dozing off. And so my sister gets in and the next thing she knows, she hears belly laugh, giggling, belly laugh, like laughing. And then she hears, she's like, Olivia, go to sleep. Next thing she hears is Olivia running around the bed. She's like, Olivia, what are you doing? And this is Olivia Joe named after my mother, who was Mary Joe, And she's running around the bed. And then my sister hears, peek, peek, peekaboo, and then laughing hysterically. So my sister's like, oh my God. And she jumps out of the shower, like half naked, runs in and she's like, Olivia, get into bed. She's like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm playing peekaboo. She's like, there's nobody here to play peekaboo with. And she said, yes, there is. And she said, who? And she said, grandma'am, which is what we, they called my mother. And she said, grandma's not here. She goes, yes, she is. She's right there. Yep. And she looked at her and Cassie was like, and she was literally interacting with someone and it had to be my mom. And she's like, no, she's right there. <laughs> and I so I think it. it was my mom's way of coming and saying her goodbyes and, yeah. and, you know, young kids can kind of have that openness, which is really, really, really cool. They can, yeah. and they can see it and feel it and perceive it differently from us as if they're really right here. Yeah. Yeah. And and she was so adamant about it. And so we knew, we knew then that, that she was around us and, you know, following that story, 
my sister, my other sister went home and Olivia was up playing in her bedroom. And my sister, my other sister called her down and said, Olivia, come downstairs. She's like, what are you doing? And she brought this little lace hanky down. And my, my sister, Jamie's like, where did you get that, Olivia? And she said, I was playing. And she said, who were you playing with? She's like, I was playing Angel Mary gave it to me. And my mother's name is Mary Jo. <gasps> and oh. it was a white lace hanky that was my mom's. And my sister was like, I've never seen it. Never wow. seen it. So she was very, very present. Um, you know, we still get signs from her, you know, all the time. Um, you know, I've had many things. I was um, one other, you know, she's always been with me when, when she finished cancer, I bought her this Tiffany. We, we all bought her this Tiffany bracelet. And when she passed, I put it on and I never took it off. And um, I had, was born with a hip condition and a physical deformity. So I spent 15 years in the hospital with my mom by my side, all these things um, to kind of correct it. And Later in life, I was probably about, I think 10 years ago now, I, I had a reoccurrence of this infection that I had had and I had to go in. They didn't know what it was and they thought it was cancer. Mm. And I go in for this biopsy, my husband and I, and they have to literally like stick a needle like in your bone. And I was very nervous. I was very scared. So I'm laying on the table and I was praying to my mother. I was like, mom, you've always been with me. Like all these years, I know I'm like 40 now or whatever I was, but I need you. Like, is this going to be okay? I'm like, show me a sign you're here. So literally Julie, this nurse walks up and she says, and I have this bracelet on and she goes, oh, wow. That's a beautiful bracelet. And I said, thank you. And I look at her name tag and her last, her name is Mary Jo. Oh my goodness. And I was like, I knew it was going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Like what are the chances of that? It's I just know. crazy. It's just crazy. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So it's, she's always around. So when you saw, when you saw her name, Mary Jo, did you feel like this overwhelming peace? Total, total peace. Like I was like, it was like, she was there and I knew it was going to be okay. And mm -hmm. it was, mm -hmm. and I just knew it. And to me, it was so palpable and I just relaxed. They did their thing. It all came out. Okay. And I knew that, that she was there. And so I know that she's always with us. Um, you know, and it's so funny. My dad, my dad is, was always kind of like tolerated us like, okay, girls do your thing, do your woo woo <laughs> stuff. You know, he was, and, but funnily enough, when he passed, we think he came through too, because my sisters and I were over at his house and we're going through all this stuff. We could not find his will anywhere. He died rather suddenly too. An amazing man, great father. Um, and he were like, dad, where's the will? Where's the will? Like, we have no idea where the will is. We can't find anything. So literally we've gone through every box, everything. We load up the cars, everything's in. We're like, oh my God, we have no idea. My sister, Cassie goes home. And her husband goes out to open the back of the car. And literally there's a manila envelope sitting on top of the boxes that said dad's will. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like we never, like it, 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 we never saw it before. Wow. So it's it wild crazy. how that works. It Isn't is. It, it is. 
So your mom comes through so clear all the time. I don't think I've ever explained it this way on the podcast, but she's bringing something through in a different way. There's times where you get to channel one person over and over and over again, and they start to feel like a friend from the other side, like a loved one on the other side where I'll work with a person a number of times and their loved one feels like a friend. Sometimes that spirit will even come in in other people's sessions and help me Ah. um, in that way. But your mom is so clear that as you were talking, you know, we just recorded the other episode before this, and we were talking about how you know in life which direction to go. There's a yes energy, there's a no energy, and sometimes there's zero energy whatsoever. And in that moment, you just have to wait for the yes energy or the no energy. And your mom said, when you have those moments, like you saw the name tag, Mary Mm -hmm. Jo, and you had the complete peace descend over you, those moments of having that peace descend over you is the answer you were waiting on itself. Mm -hmm. Like it's not just a sign, it's them communicating the answer to your question as well. Am I going to be okay? Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you just have that knowing versus anything verbal. It's just a feeling, right? It's a feeling that comes over you and it does bring peace and just calm to a situation. And it helps you center yourself too, right? Yep. Which is really amazing. And so, you know, we all have these loved ones around us and, you know, as you teach us, it's like, we have to pull them in. Yeah. You know, more often. I mean, I did it recently. Um, we were, we were buying a house. We had moved to Atlanta. We were buying a house and, um, it was the middle of COVID. So houses were going like crazy. Like it was not so. And my sister and I, and my brother-in-law and my husband were going to look at a house. We were going to put an offer on and I'm getting ready. And I say, mom, okay, I'm going to put an offer on this house. If this isn't the house we're supposed to buy, you need to, you need to act fast, real fast. And I'm literally sitting there putting my makeup on and my husband texts me and he goes, cause he's downstairs. He's like, honey, this new house just came on the market. I think we should go see it. And I'm like, well, call the realtor. So he calls the realtor and she's like, oh, let me get you in. She got us in first. We come, we go to see the other house and we love it. And I'm like, my husband's like, maybe we shouldn't even go see the other house. My, my sister Jody was like, oh no, we're going to see the other house. So we both walk into the house I'm in now. And literally it was, it, it was almost like this, this crazy sign because beautiful home but the people who lived here, the woman had a disability and she couldn't go up the stairs. So there was one of those stair things. Mm-hmm. And I walked in because of my disability with my hip. I'm like, oh my God, not that I want to keep it, but that to me was like, oh my God. And we all walked in and we said, this is the house. Ah. And so then it was a mad rush. How do we get the house? Because everybody wants the house. Yep. So I wrote a letter that was just heartfelt you know, and we got the house, you know, and so it's, 
it was that fast. Like she was like, this is the house. And we did have the stair thing taken down, but my husband's like, honey, maybe you want to leave it up. It could be nice for you to zoom up and zoom down the steps. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. So they're there. They're there all the time. They are there for us all the time. I love how you heard that and listened to it. We both did. Like we so, and it was so fast. It was the craziest thing. And you know, my realtor even said, wow, you guys were meant to have this house. And I was like, yeah, I think we were. Friends, want a five-day free trial of the Angel Membership? Go to angelwellnesscenter.com backslash free trial to start your free trial today. You're not going to want to miss out on 2023 in the Angel Membership. We're adding intuitive development circles, expert guest faculty teachers, 40 new pre-recorded energy healing sessions guiding you to hear your own angel messages and content exclusively for kids. A whole year of new angel membership content starts January 1st, 2023. The angels call it a year of ease and healing the whole you, mind, body, and spirit. With topics like somatic healing and embodiment work, we're focused on spiritually healing the whole being through a journey of personal transformation. Plus, you'll get access to live events and past content. Sign up for your five-day free trial now. One more surprise. We launched the Intuitive Kids podcast early. You can now listen everywhere podcasts are found. To celebrate, we're giving away dozens of prizes in a drawing for people who leave a five-star positive review. So don't forget, leave a review of the Intuitive Kids podcast and separately sign up for your five-day free trial of the Angel Membership. We know you're going to love it. Details are in the show notes. I think we were. And that's what the people that owned it, they said, we're just overjoyed because we we know you guys are supposed to have the house. And so sometimes it works. Well, and it can be frustrating too, because sometimes it isn't the right house. Like, right. right? And we lost a house during COVID to a bidding war and cash offers and all of this stuff. And legitimately, my we had just redone our house because we said, okay, well, we'll just stay in the house that we're in. And we were going to drop my daughter off for a play date. And my husband's like, will you take a ride with me? And I was like, okay, you know, like, what are we doing? I don't <laughs> like surprises. I just like want to know. And even when you have the gifts that I do, if somebody doesn't want you to know what the surprise is, they're shielding you from that information. So you're not going to know. Yeah. So he drives past the house that we're in now. And he's like, what do you think of this house? And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Like how much work we just put into the house that (laughs) we're in. And he's brought up stuff before, but then he's never really serious about it or not like his energy isn't ready to take action. And I was like, I I'm feeling mixed messages here. Like, tell me, do you want me to, uh, to go ahead on this? Cause he's not the negotiator. Like if something's going to be negotiated, I get in there. 
do you want me to take action on this or no? And he's like, run with it. <laughs> so it all like lined up just so fast and it all fell into place. And the previous offer had fallen through and it was just magic. Yeah. It's, it's when it's meant to be, it does. And when you're in the right flow yeah, and you're out of your own way, yeah, it just gains momentum. Well, which goes back to like what we were talking about in the previous episode of mindset. Like I was in this horrible mindset after we lost that first house of just like, woe is me. And I can't believe it. You know, we finally could have gotten out of the house that we're in and now we didn't. And it wasn't until I completely surrendered, accepted where I was, loved where I was in the present moment, made peace with my current house. And then like dominoes, this energetic opening comes up, comes up. It is so true. It's, it's because once you're in acceptance, you've removed that block that Mm -hmm. you have. Um, You know, it's, it was similar even with, with, with my disability, like I could have not accepted it my whole life. Yeah. But that would have caused pain, suffering, like, let's just accept it. It is what it is and go with it, you know, and trust it. And, and that's when we get out of our own way. I, I believe, you know, I think so, yeah. you know, and there's a, um, I forget it's, there's a quote it's, I forget who it's from, but it's something like, you know, if I look at my life, I realize that every time I thought I was being rejected, um, something I was actually being redirected. Ooh, that's a great word. Redirected. Yes. It's not a rejection. It's a redirection. Oh, talk and about mindset. Yes. And that's what I always try to think about, whatever it is. When you want something and you're like, oh, I'm so bummed. It's like, okay. I'm just not supposed to go there. It's a redirection. It's yes. not a rejection. And I always found that so much easier to deal with. Yes. Than a rejection. That should be like a book cover. It's I not know, a, right? It's not a rejection. It's a redirection. It's a redirection. Wake up people. Yeah, mm-hmm. it absolutely is. Because that's, it's, it's, and and if you follow that, you're like, oh, and you may not see it at the time, but something bigger, better would happen, you know? Um, yeah. You know, and I, I think, you know, I had, um, when we were talking before, I was telling you about a a position that I was going to take and it literally, I took it because I felt like I should take it because it was COVID and who knows, blah, blah, blah. And I woke up every morning and it was just, no, it was just, I had this, just this feeling of it wasn't right. And I, it was every morning I'd wake up. It was the first thing I think about. It was like, it's not right. It's not right. It's not right. And I literally was like, I have to decline this. Like I have to decline this. And at the time I didn't know what was next. Yeah. What happened was, is I was in the Pacific Northwest. If I would have taken that, I would have not gotten back to Atlanta where I actually have a sister who I haven't lived in your family in 15 years. So that magically fell into place, a new position, a better position, close to family, which is what I wanted. But if I wouldn't have listened to that, you know, I would have been in a different place, completely different place. So that, that redirection was kind of coming through for me as my own inner rejection, right? And it was trying to tell me like, Dina, 
You know, my mom used to say, Dina, you're going to get a nudge. You're going to get a big poke. And then you're going to get a brick upside the head. (laughs) I got the brick upside the head. (laughs) Yes. But isn't that all of us, right? Like we live in a very, very busy, fast paced world. And that's what spirituality does is it brings us into ourselves, our inner wisdom, our inner truth, our inner strength to be able to just even hear that voice, right? Yeah. Yeah. To be able to hear the no, 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 no. It can get so foggy based on how fast paced our lives are. And we have to bring in spiritual practices just to be able to hear. Yes. And feel clearly. Because our ego does not want us to listen. And, And that that causes us to separate from the heart. Mm-hmm. And so you literally have to sit and I listen for it in my chest. Like it's just different. It's not like a fleeting, like, Oh, I got to pick up the mail. I got to like go to the laundry. You know, it's just this feeling. And I'm really learning as I get older um, to continue to tap into that even more than I have my whole life, which I have. But I think it's definitely something that continues to grow. And the more you nurture it, the more it grows. So you're in the angel membership too. How have you seen it grown in there? Oh my God. Um, it, the angel membership has been amazing. And it kind of like, I I've told you, but you, your podcast just kept popping up and I was like, what's happening? What's happening? Something's happening. And I was getting like messages, like, you know, you need to tell your story, blah, 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 blah. And I told you, I said, I asked my mom and my, the bracelet that my mom had that I wore for 21 years. I said, mom, am I supposed to meet Julie, tap into this podcast? Tell me. And literally the bracelet fell off my wrist first time in 21 years. So I was like, okay, break upside the head. Got it. Got it. So I did it. And I will tell you, Julie, it has just been so amazing because it's a gift. It is a gift. Not only is there such camaraderie and a safe place, but it, it's, it forces the angel membership forces you to go within, look at yourself, think about that inner knowing and your connection to your heart, not your ego and, and know how to tap into your loved ones, angels, all of those who are around us all the time, because they are there to help. And I've always known it deep down and done it, but you brought it to light and we talk about it. And by talking about it, your gifts grow because once you start noticing it, it snowballs. Yeah. It snowballs and you see it all the time. So I brought some of my sisters in on it. Like I tell them and then they start looking for signs and they're like, Oh my God. Oh my God. So it, it does. It's really a gift. And I think in this time, I think we're going through a stage in the planet of a big awakening. Mm -hmm. I truly believe it in my heart and we're being tapped to do that, to, to help spread love and connectedness and all of those things. And the angel membership absolutely helps me to do that. And I started with angel membership. I'll probably do angel Reiki. You may never get rid of me. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. I love it. So I got a question for you and then we'll jump back into your angel stories. But 
I think one of like the biggest compliments and this kind of leads into my question with the angel membership was somebody said, and I was in corporate America right before yeah. I started doing this. And you have to go to different trainings and conferences and seminar, you know, like you have to continually do professional development. And this woman said, Julie, I've been in corporate America for so many decades and I've had to do all of the professional training. And she said, I want you to know sincerely, the angel membership has brought me more so to myself than anything, any other professional development I've ever done. So take that, set it aside. And then I was at this professional development thing myself downtown in the city recently. And I overhear this gentleman talking about how during COVID, they started doing this thing with their team where they would check in in the morning and they would say, how are you really? And people started diving into how they really were. And it wasn't just a surface <laughs> level, I'm okay, or hey, we went out and had this picnic this weekend or picnic this weekend, um, or we did this this weekend. It was like deep stuff that they were bringing up. And he goes, so I shut that down real quick because I didn't know how to handle that. And I was like, no, oh, no let it go. <laughs> yes. I was like, that's the wrong answer. I'm, I'm asking this for all of the healers who listen to this podcast too. I think that there's going to be a new career field emerging through um, the period that we're in right now over the next 10 years, which is actually bringing spiritual work, spiritual coaching. And this aspect that we really do a lot of within the angel membership into corporate America and trainings. Do you see that too? How do you see this unfolding? Oh my God. Um, I was just talking because I, I, I see this book called love, putting love into leadership because I think it's so miss. I think it's, I have, I've had amazing leaders and I have had not so, so great ones and it has taught me and I have a group of people from years. I still mentor a bunch of people or they call me, Dina, I need to talk to you. I need, and it's because I'm real with them and it's so missing in the corporate America now. And, you know, you hear about the patriarchy and this and that, and it's, it's not about, it's not about men and women, women taking over or the, the divine feminine taking over. It's about having equal, equal, divine, feminine, equal, masculine, energy, that combination is the key. And I had someone once say to me, um, Dina, you are so girly and feminine, but you are more of a man than any man I know. And it's a balance, right? Of those two things and when to bring them in. And there's, there's just a lot of that. We don't talk about that in the office. We don't do this. And now that we've had COVID, we have been into each other's homes babies crying, dogs, Amazon deliveries, you know, things getting spilled. We see life. And I've been on some global panels. And the one thing that everyone said was, you know, you used to go in the office and put on that work face and leave everything else behind. But now we've been in each other's homes. We're, this is what you teach. We are all one. 
we are all one, right? And we see the similarities. You know, I was one woman, she was in Japan and she's there. And, oh my God, she's on the phone and her little one, her toddler pops up and drops a vase of flowers on the computer. Like we're all the same, all of us. And that knowing needs to rise up in corporate America. We need a little bit more of a, a, a feminine touch to balance with our masculine touch because that's what will drive us forward. And, you know, I think, what did the Dalai Lama say once? I always love this quote, the women of the Western world will save humanity, something like that, because women, we need more of our female energy now, not to say we want to be better, none of that, just equal, right? And that's when the balance is there. And I truly see that because I've seen amazing leaders. You know, one of my older CEOs was an amazing leader and People have to want to follow you to be a leader. And if you're inauthentic, you're you're nasty, you're mean. And if you're operating from fear, that is what I've learned. A leader that operates from fear and insecurity is just wounded. And if you operate from a place of love and security and just be yourself, that injects a whole different morale. You know, my last, I just, the position I left Recently, um, one of the owner's sons said, I hate that you're leaving because the light is going out with you. And I'm Uh, like, you should be the light. Yeah. I can't be the light all by myself. Right. And it's needed. It's needed. And and, and, and I, I truly believe with you. I think it's much needed. And I think that people would benefit and businesses would thrive. Yeah. You know? Amazing. So I'm just putting this out there to any business owners who are listening. If you want to offer the angel membership to your employees, um, because it is a way for them to kind of do work on the side, professional development to come into themselves, reach out to me at juliejancis at gmail.com and I can work with you to help provide that to them. I think it would be a fantastic resource for employees to kind of get started, but I'd love to work on some other programs specifically for corporate America. Yes. To bring teams together, to help people understand how to communicate better with one another, to just bring a spiritual lens to it all. Oh, absolutely. It's it's yeah. much and an authenticity and a realness. And it just frees people to do more creative work, better work, to be inspired and to feel like they're a part of something. What I've learned too is people just don't want a job. They want to know they're a part of something bigger. And I learned that really strongly when I was out West in my last position, it was a very mission driven organization. And it was, people felt that they were a part of a movement, not just, it wasn't just a job. And it was exactly what I needed to kind of close my circle of what had been stewing in my head, but it came to life. And it's, it's, it's amazing when it's happening. It was probably the most remarkable five years of my career. That's amazing. That's amazing. So I'll help work on it with you. Yes, I love it. Dina, we'll have you back on the show to talk about your other angel stories. I think you and I could just talk for days on end. (laughs) I can't wait for the day we get to meet in person. Um, I have to run to a a session, but um, I just want to thank you for the time and energy and love that you just brought to the show. 
I am delighted to do so. And thank you for all that you have done as well. And uh, to be continued. To be continued. All my love, Dina. All right. Love back. Bye. Bye. Beautiful soul. Thank you so much for joining me today. My name's Julie. You know I'm all about connecting you with messages from your angels and loved ones on the other side. If you've been listening today and you're super excited and just have to know which angels are around you right now, who's connecting with you, and what messages they have for you, go to theangelmedium.com. Register for a session. You can do a reading with me or a member of my team. We're all incredible. We all talk to angels daily, and we can help you in making sure that your angels are doing the very best they can to support you and guide you to your best life. If this sounds like you, virtual sessions, they're only offered on my website. Sign up today. And if you're the person who's really excited, you're ready to go all in developing all of your unique spiritual gifts, growing your intuition, starting your own healing business, you can sign up for my Angel Reiki School to become a certified angel messenger. That's for the healers among us who feel called to grow their intuition to the max and serve humanity with their gifts. You'll learn Reiki, mediumship, how to deliver angel messages, and how to get clients. That's the Angel Reiki School at theangelmedium.com or DM me on Instagram at angelpodcast with any questions. Before you go, connect with your angels by placing your hands on your heart. Take a deep breath. Imagine a doorway filled with God's unconditional love is right in front of you. Step into that love and feel it as it fills your body, chakras, and auric field. Now ask your angels, what would you have me know today? And open yourself to the positive, loving messages they have just for you.